0: Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we help entrepreneurs improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001.
1: And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Whoop!
0: Well, we got a little story for you, Ags. Hugh Stearns, Fighting Tech A class of 1982 and president of Stearns Design Build and Stearns Home Care, has built two amazing companies based upon quality, caring, honesty, and relationships. These values are personified in Hugh and everything that he does, and I cannot wait to share this
1: with you. So pass it back and listen up to Hugh as he shares some good bulk.
0: Welcome back, Ags. We have got one of the most special people that I've met in Bryan College Station on the episode today. Hugh, you may not remember this, but you were actually one of the first entrepreneurs that I met when I moved back to Aggie land from North Carolina about seven years ago. So I, I've known Hugh. A- probably longer than any other entrepreneur in Bryan College Station and I'm so stoked to be able to bring him today and and have some wisdom dropped from from Hugh. So thanks for joining us, Hugh.
2: My pleasure. Thrilled to be here.
0: Well, we obviously are here in Aggieland. We love Texas A&M. We love the university. We've we've built our professional and personal lives in this community. But it's different being in this community as a student versus an entrepreneur versus a non-student. So, what do you miss about being a student at A you...
2: well, other than Dudley Straw, um, the um... <laughs> they don't, they don't let non-students in. You know what? It's just like you were saying. <laughs> The, the, the center of the universe changes significantly when you're no longer a student. <laughs> but for me, I think there's two big things and they're really closely related. It's kind of a um, string theory kind of thing. So time and stress. And, um, you know, I had to work my way through school, um, but there was still lots of time to learn um, and, and to read and even to goof off a little bit. And part of that was because there just wasn't that much stress. Um, we were constantly learning, uh, not only just from our classes, but also from the new relationships we were forming and from being confronted with new sets of uh, decisions. You know, I was I was dirt poor through college, um, but it was really good. And it just created such a nice benchmark from which to build. So I'm going to one up you
1: here, Greg. You said that you've known uh, Hugh, Hugh longer than any entrepreneur. Is that what you said? Um, so I've actually known Hugh right here since what, when did I meet you? Maybe 2005, 2006 ish, somewhere around there. Not quite. Yeah. So since I've known you so long, right. Our, our, our audience doesn't, uh, can you, <laughs> <laughs> can you give us, uh, your three sentence version of your elevator pitch, right. And tell us why you're so passionate about what you do.
2: Sure. Let's see. Uh, at Stern's Design Build, we design and build residential spaces that create health and happiness. Your home is the focal point of improving your quality of life. And we specialize in happy homes that improve quality of life. Nice. And that's a, there's a lot of passion in there. I'll tell you that. Oh, w- w- without a doubt. I mean, in having
0: worked with you and seeing the p- products that you really build, I mean, build and, and help clients with. It truly is a very consultative approach to say, okay, how are you gonna? How are you gonna be in? How are you gonna live in this space? And how can we maximize it? What are the small things that we can do that bring value to you? Why? Why is that detail oriented so important to you?
2: Well, because I think it's it's through the details that we bring those things out. You know, my educational background was actually in psychology, um, and uh I, I learned, um, I read some papers that were really interesting. Um, one of them said people who know what time the sun rises and sets consistently report being significantly happier than those people who don't. And the other one was pretty much the same thing and, and um, said that uh, people who know what phase the moon is in consistently report. Being significantly happier at the time, it was an interesting thing, and I kind of it, it kind of settled into me. But when I started my company and I started working on design and started developing my concepts of design, it occurred to me that those studies tell us that we can design happiness. So we know what the components are that create happiness for people. And if we're really mindful and detail oriented in the way that we think about our clients and the connections that they make. Now, we know that the connections to nature are are some of the most profound, but there's other kinds of connections that people want to make as well. And their home is their, you know, it's their hearth. It's the it's the sanctuary, this the center of of their family in their life. And so if we can get to that center and be focused on the things that create connection for them, I think we can overcome the angst of modernity. But how do you, how do you do that? How do you draw
0: that out of a person? I mean, because I, I could not eloquently tell you the answer to that question. So how, how do you pull that out? How do you, how do you engage your clients?
2: I, I think it, it has a lot to do with listening, right? I think that all of us, even though we become busy and distracted from those things that kind of resonated at our core, I think it's there for everybody. And I think, you know, a lot of it just has to do with giving people an opportunity to take the time to, to look at that. And that's that's kind of what that's one of the things we love about the process. Of course, we love the creativity of designing. But we really focus on the fact that um, that our designs aren't intended to reflect us; they're intended to reflect our clients. And so, mm-hmm. a, a big part of what a home is is an expression of who the family is. And so, um, becoming curious about about the things that that make that family tick give us an ability to create that expression. Um, you know, so much in our and and in my uh, industry and design. Has to do with, I don't know if if people have read The Fountainhead, but there was this guy in there, Howard Rourke, and he was this very macho architect, and he was d- insisted on doing things his way. It's just a very different approach and not one we take. Um, you know, w- w- it's not about us, it's about our clients. And and it's and it, and we get the value of that. We get the pleasure of learning their stories and then and then interpreting those stories into space in ways that that reflect who they are and create happiness for them.
0: Oh, man, I, I, I'm just getting goosebumps listening you talk. I can imagine the like like, you know, back in the uh, what was it, the home renovation days where they had the bus in front and then they had the big reveal. I can just imagine those types of reveals with your clients when they walk in and see that and how that makes you and your team feel.
2: It, it's a wonderful feeling, that's for sure. Hopefully with our clients, though, it's not a surprise. That, that you, we, the way we look at it, we design by team and the head of that team is our clients. Now we guide them, but it, it's it's them that we're focused on.
0: Well, Hugh, is there... Looking back into the the years that you've been an entrepreneur and and leading and owning your own business, is there one thing that you kind of look at that says you know th- this tipping point that really allowed you to accelerate and to expand and to grow?
2: Yeah, I don't know that I can say there was a, a tipping point per se, but it's it's always about the people around you. Um, you know, I have it's not. I haven't caused the growth. we have caused the growth, and of course, when I'm talking about we, I mean my 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 immediate team, but I also mean subcontractors, suppliers, entrepreneurs, bankers, the whole community um it's it's you know you, you don't do it alone. Um, so it's always to me the it, it's always the ability to tap into others and and create a shared vision.
1: love that. You know, and that's one thing that we have heard over and over and over and over again, this team, you know, getting the right people and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's it for the, for very successful entrepreneurs like yourself, it seems like that's, that's really the key to it all. Right. And that's what, it sounds to me like you're saying there.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it really is the key. I don't, I don't know for people who are, um, more, um, are are less challenged than me. Perhaps they don't, they aren't quite so dependent, but um, I'm grateful for the level of dependence that I have because um, you know, it, 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 it really has to be bigger than you. And, it, and if it's not bigger than you, then you know, it just, yeah. there's a, there's a, such a limitation and, and there's, you know, human potential is infinite.
1: Love it. Love it. So you tell us, you know, what's your biggest challenge that you're, you know, facing today and how are you overcoming or hacking that?
2: Well, you know, I mean, I, I think and I can only speak for myself, but my biggest challenge is always myself. Right. Um, so um, we always if we want to lead growth, we have to be growing. Right. So mm-hmm. um, it's really easy to tell other people what to do. It's it's a lot harder to follow uh, the example and, and to lead by example. So I think that's 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 the primary one. But of course, um I think everybody is suffering what my industry has suffered for from a for a long time, which is a a, a challenge in the labor force. Um, the, uh, you know, our our perceptions of of labor are changing, and and our actual what we have access to is changing. You know, when I was in college, working my way through college as a carpenter, it was kind of romantic. Um, you know, and that that doesn't exist anymore. Um, now people are in your industry. They're finding, you know, it's computers and and marketing and those things that are more romantic. Um, so there are fewer well trained, well skilled carpenters out there and other trades. Um, So that's a that's a pretty big um, thing to overcome for for us. And we're we're trying to I would say we don't really have a hack. We're hacking at it, (laughs) but we're trying to create a culture of always hiring because it's all about the people. And it's and finding people that fit your culture is harder than finding somebody who can cut a straight line. Um, And so um, that uh, to me, that's the hack. I, I, I wouldn't say we have it down, but that's that's what we're working at is trying to create that culture of, you know, we're always looking for those people who fit in with our our team.
0: Well, and I think that just from knowing you and knowing that you have very very strong beliefs and very strong values, and you infuse that. No, no, no. <laughs> no those I did did I say those words at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but it's a matter of of saying, okay, th- this is who we are, and and you're not ashamed of who, who we are, and, and um to be able to say, look, uh, your industry is very easy to just churn through people, you know, and say, okay, if you can cut a straight line, if you can read a blueprint, if you can, you know, have some type of organization then come work with us, but that's not the long term teammate that is going to be at your company. And so for you to have gone through a probably deliberate and probably a painstaking process of saying, here are the values. Here's the things that we think and we believe are important. And if you want to join, if, you, if you're aligned, then come on with us. But that had to be really hard because that's, that has zero to do with designing or building a company
2: or, <laughs> well, or building a home, yeah, yeah, directly, everything. indirectly, it has everything to yeah. do with it, right? So, right. right. I mean, we have we've identified four core values that are that basically for us define integrity within our industry. Uh, they are quality, caring, honesty, and relationship. And those are now we have lots of other values, but those are the four values that we say this is this is integral to who we are, and so. We're, we are always putting that out there. And it's very easy to say those words. It's very hard to create um, shared understanding of those words. So take honesty, for example. Uh, I don't think I know anybody who would say I'm dishonest. That, that uh, Not me, but that they are dishonest. Nobody would say that they're dishonest. <laughs> so everybody defines honesty according to where they are. And that is a broad spectrum of of what honesty actually is. So if we want to have a high standard of honesty, we can't just say we're honest, right? We have to say, here are the ways in which we're honest. Here's what we expect of you within the range of this value. Um, and it's, it's a constant conversation. Um, and the other thing is, you know, not, a lot of people want to not necessarily live by values and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we are in business. It's, it's almost a, a trend, you know, we're all Value driven, but some people just want to show up, do a job, and go home. They don't want to think that deeply about it. But one of the things that we do by pushing our values is making sure that people that that we're attracting people for whom that level of deliberateness is is something they enjoy.
0: Well, is there um, is there anything that you see in the industry that's that's changing or evolving, and and how are you positioning you and your team to Kind of take advantage of that.
2: Yeah, there's so much. Um, you know, we're, we're running as hard as we can all the time to try to keep up with things. Uh, uh, one of the biggest trends hasn't hit yet. So my industry is booming everything that goes up must come down. I lived through 2008. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that we're doing is we're creating a bit of diversification so that, that we can better handle when things aren't booming quite so well. So we're, we um, we've created a new home division or we're creating a new home division. Um, now, uh, i've always built new homes but it was always kind of a a secondary thing and we built the last new home about five years ago and i put a moratorium on it no more new homes until we're ready to be more deliberate in the way that we do new homes and not just do them as they come up um and that's a whole new thing you know we built the first net metered solar home in the county and uh and so there's those that for as an example has come so far since we built that home in 2007. Um, the technologies, smart homes—you used to have to have a PhD in IT in order to have a smart home, and that's just not the case anymore. It, there's uh, the the technologies that are changing are infinite. Another new division we started is, um, you know, in, in line with our 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 mission of. Designing and building health and happiness. We found through the years that people leave their home as they age because they can't take care of their home any longer. And What happens is you get an increase in the cost of living and a decrease in the quality of life. And taking care of the home is really relatively inexpensive and easy to do. So we've created a division that um, we come in um, every two months, of course, across the year. We will have taken care of most maintenance things in the home, and that lets people stay in their home longer and. Uh, Really fulfills that mission for us, and lo and behold, um, there are people who are perfectly capable of taking care of their homes who have no interest in doing that. So we're also finding interest beyond what our initial target market was, um, and when I mean, you know that creates a, uh, a consistent revenue stream for us, which is something my industry isn't doesn't normally have.
0: Construction and consistent revenue are two things I would not put together.
2: That's right. That's right. So it's really important for us to do this. And, you know, additionally, one of the things we're thinking about as we do this is we're building this as a franchisable model but in a very different sense. So I'm, I'm a pretty anti-franchise person. Um, don't get me wrong. I love all businesses and all businesses do well, but franchises come in and, and they're hub based, right? So they're, there's a, they're, they're, in a certain community and they're reaching out and they're into the other communities. and And what they're doing is they're providing lower income services in a community, but they're pulling out the higher income services. So, Um, legal uh, accounting marketing all of those things are at the hub and and to me that isn't a very healthy way to go about things so we're wondering and right now this is just thinking not not acting can we create a, a system that creates more of a neural model so that one one of the uh areas takes care of um uh, social media marketing. Another one does print marketing. Another one does accounts receivable. Another one does accounts payable. And so that we create a model that's networked in, in, a, in a neural sort of sense, rather than a hub sort of sense, so that we're we're serving all the communities a little bit better. Now, that's a really complicated thing. So is the neurology of a human brain, right? So we have a model for it. Can we turn that biological model into a business model? And it's just kind of fun to think about. And, and so cool. we're, we're able to develop this model that we're calling franchisable that we may, may never franchise, but it's it's a, you know, business is always fun. It's just a, a fun business endeavor.
1: And it's so interesting. So one of the things that we talk about here, Hugh, in, is our big, hairy, audacious goals are BHAGs, right? And which, you know, if if you're just now listening to this, it's your five to 10 year moonshot, right? What you are really wanting to reach for. So tell us, what is your BHAG? What's your big, hairy, audacious goal?
2: Well, getting through five to 10 years would be a pretty big one given my age, <laughs> but uh, these new divisions that we're uh, starting, uh, you know, we consider those BHAGs. Uh, the new home division we're really excited about. Um, well, we're we have loved we love remodeling, it will always be the heart and soul of who we are. It also, um, uh, with remodeling, we We go into a space that people already have a relationship with, and we have to understand that relationship and design to it. When you're designing a new home, it's much more tabula rasa. You have a lot more freedom of design, but you also have less relationship to existing space to take into account. So we're just really thrilled about the possibilities for um, evolving our uh, concepts of design within the new home division. And there's so much new technology in new homes. That's, That's just a huge BHAG. We love the, the like I was talking about this idea of not just creating a, a service that serves people and helps uh, extend their years of happiness, but also has this component in which we can think about new ways to think about business. That's we just we're just really digging that the um uh, we're another BHAG as, as, as Greg knows, we're looking for a piece of land to build a new, um, office in. Um, so we're really excited about that one as well. And then, you know, over the next seven to eight years, we're going to transition Hugh out of the company. And, um, and I think that's, um, that, that's a BHAG as well, getting rid of me. (laughs) So, but I look forward to that transition. Um, you know, you, 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 it's, it's like, it's like fledgling the children, you know. You, you want the children to do well without you, even though you're going to miss them. And, and so that's how I'm kind of looking at the final years of, of myself in the business.
0: Well, Hugh, you, you talked a lot about the difference between um, a renovation and a new build and the challenges that are, that are with each. Do you particularly enjoy? renovations or new builds more for the, the example of, like you said, I love how you phrased it. Would you say you, there's already a relationship there with the space. You just have to enhance it versus something that is maybe a little bit more ambiguous and you're pulling from what they want and then creating it.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I I love them both. Um I can't say I love one more than the other because they're they're really very I mean, one the one both I love about them is they're, they're yeah, that's right. It's exactly <laughs> like that. Uh I have two children. They're different as night and day and I love them both to death. They um and that's how I feel too about uh, the difference between um a custom home design and build and um and and remodeling. One thing is for sure that there's nothing that makes you a better designer of new spaces than to have torn apart a lot of previously built spaces. Uh, So remodeling is a great education for custom home building.
1: All right. So that leads us into our lightning round. But before we get into our lightning round, we are going to pause here for a message from our sponsor. All right. We're back. Okay. So lightning round rules real quick and easy is that you have less than one minute to answer the question. All right. You ready for this? Let's do it. (laughs) All right. So Tell me, Hugh, what is your favorite hack? This can be a personal hack or a business hack.
2: Well, this is kind of a fun one. Um, I've recently stumbled upon a program I really like. It's called Obsidian, and it's a it's a, a simple markup program. It's incredibly simple. Um, I use it all the time. In fact, I'm looking at it right now as I talk to you. Um, and it it you know I'm into those neural models. It creates a, a neural model of of note taking. Um, it's 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 a fun hack. Hugh, what is
0: your Favorite bit of advice that you've ever received. And then you get bonus points if you tell us how you actually apply it.
2: (laughs) All right. Um, Make the most of your failures. Um, uh, We have a really rigorous system that creates uh, a culture that um, makes it very easy for us to and safe for us to look at our mistakes and quickly capture the wisdom from looking at those mistakes in institutional memory so that we don't have to make the same mistakes again
1: love it love it so hugh tell me what is your superpower
2: my superpower is not having a superpower um intelligence is a really complex thing and my intelligence is so narrow that i'm completely dependent on the intelligence of those around me and they're the superheroes and and my dependence on them is a real superpower
0: but isn't that? I'm gonna. I'm gonna have a follow-up question. But isn't that scary? I mean, when you talk about, I mean, ot, ot, different entrepreneurs and things look at it differently. But a lot of them are very confident in themselves and saying this is the way, and I'm gonna lead. And not to say that you're not confident, but you're just flat out saying, "Look, I'm dependent on you, and that's the way it is." That that's scary.
2: Well, it it, it it's it, it is. You can look at it as scary. I don't look at it that way. It is. I mean, the thing that creates meaning and happiness for all people is transcendence of one type or another. And it's that dependence. Think about it. You need food and isn't eating great. You know, think about the things we need and how much pleasure they can create and being dependent on people and then finding people that you can trust and depend on. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Mm,
0: that's so cool. Well, what gets you out of bed and excited about your business?
2: Well, there's a thousand things. I just love business in general. And I especially love the company that we've built and the people that I get an opportunity to go to work with. It, it You know, there's not a day that I don't wake up thinking about what I'm going to do, what we're going to do. Um, sometimes it's a little bit of a, of a bummer. You're solving problems that create stress. But most of the time, it's just um, fun, creative thinking.
1: Love it. So, Hugh, how can the Aggie Network get in touch with you and support you moving forward?
2: um, We have a website, um, which is uh, sternsdesignbuild.com. And Sterns is spelled S-T-E-A-R-N-S. Our phone number is 979-696-0524. Um, and you can reach us by an, in, uh, an email to info at com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, and there's probably some other social media platforms that we exist on that I'm not aware of.
0: Well, y'all, seriously, if you have any type of need for a renovation or a, a new new home build, or if you want to just offload all of that home maintenance, <laughs> y'all seriously check out, check out you and the great company that he's built. Um, Hugh, I can't tell you, Enough. How much we appreciate you coming on and being so honest and open, and and really sharing with us a lot of your wisdom that you've gained. Thank you so much for being here. Well,
2: thank you so much for everything both of y'all do for the community. It's a it's a real pleasure to to be here with you today. Thank you.
1: Well, how about that, Ags? Was that amazing or what? Hugh shared some pretty powerful value bombs there. What was your favorite one Greg?
0: Well, I think it was really kind of hard to narrow it down just kind of how Hugh approaches business is really unique and I'm very jealous because he he really has found a way to integrate um, and to express himself and how caring he is in building his team and helping clients and doing all that. But if I had to nail it down to one, I would say that it was the focus on um, the designing spaces that reflect the client, not designing spaces that reflect the designer or what he is the builder thinks it should be, but really to be able to draw, I loved how he talked about the relationship with spaces in your home and how important your home is and then the different spaces within your home. I mean, really, he talked about that over and over and over again. And it was just really cool to be like, how do you, how do you draw out? well, I have a relationship with the back patio and this is, this is what we do and this is what it means and this is the emotions that this back patio has. But then he's able to take that and then say, okay, well, how can we improve on it? How can we make it better? How can we make it more powerful and meaning to you, the client? Which, I mean, every entrepreneur knows that if without, without those pesky clients, we wouldn't have a business. But he seriously has designed, no pun intended, but he has designed his business around that thought process so if that was super powerful to me what about you
1: no i totally agree with that um the one that i wrote down uh really kind of struck a chord with me was uh, make the most of your failures right mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneurs yeah. we as entrepreneurs we we fail a lot i mean it and and you know you can either let that you know um take you down as an entrepreneur right or you can learn from it and move move onwards and and use that grit as an o- entrepreneur uh, to push through and and learn from it and and just don't make that mistake again right um and and really in in my business in the marketing world <laughs> you know we we have a saying fail fast because uh you know if if an ad's not gonna work you want it to fail fast you don't want it to drag on for an entire month or something like that right so you want it to get out of there. If it's not working, get it out, get it with something that is actually working. So, um, that's, that's my takeaway that I, I took away from Hugh.
0: Well, and I think I'll, I'll give you a bonus and I, I kind of, talk, we talked a little about it, um, after, after the episode, but it's is the team that he built. I mean, he, he's all about team. I mean, the fact that his superpower is saying, I don't have a superpower cause I rely so much on my team. That's gotta be, I mean, the, the, the honesty that he has to have and the vulnerability That he has with his team is super refreshing, and oh man, I don't know if I'd I'd have the courage to to put myself in that position, but. That's that's why Hugh's so successful.
1: Absolutely. And that's 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 his anti-superpower. That's what we're gonna call that one. It's his anti-superpower. The
0: anti-superpower. Yes, yeah. I love that. All right. <laughs> so you, you, you we're gonna hashtag that and you get credit for it. Well, I guess that's gonna do it for this episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. Chris and I hope that you enjoyed it. And we hope that you connect with Hugh on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all those socials that he's on, and the ones he's not even sure that he's on. We hope that if you're not connected with Aggie Growth Hacks that you do that. And, and if you're not connected to Chris and I, please reach out to us. We'd love to know you. We'd love to learn your stories. Make sure you check out AggieGrowthHacks.com where you can check out all of our other podcasts as well as some of our other great content.
1: Aggie Growth Hacks was produced by fellow Aggies over at Podcast Architects. We also want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship at Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a entrepreneur, head over to their website now to find a program that's right for you. Just go over to aggiegrowthhacks.com forward slash McFarren. Join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter.
0: And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gigum.